What I want to do is I want to take a moment to talk about the two doors that I see in people's lives. And I, we've labeled them up here. We see people either live by walking through one of these doors or the other. One door is the door of self. The door where we make decisions based on how we feel. What feels good, what feels comfortable, what's interesting, what sounds fun in the moment. And many people live their entire lives walking through the door of self. And in fact, I dare say that the majority of people in life spend most of their time on that path, the path of least resistance, the path of doing what you want when you want. And this is a common philosophy in our generation. It's a common philosophy that, that you can just do what seems right to you, and in the end, it'll probably work out. The Bible talks about it in Proverbs chapter 16. It says, there is a road that seems right for a man to travel, but in the end, it's the road that leads to death. And so this is the door of doing it your way, how it feels right in the moment, what suits you in that time frame. Now, I will be honest with you. When I was 15 years of age, I was living my life walking on that path, going through that doorway. My life was all about me and what seemed fun or comfortable. I loved hanging out with my friends. Whatever my friends were gonna do, that's what I wanted to do. If they were hanging out at a party, that's where I wanted to be. If they were gonna go watch movies, that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to laugh and make memories and be with my friends. And soccer. I loved soccer. Now, back when I was in high school, if you, the, like the girls' sports teams were not as invested in and not as developed, and so if you were an elite athlete, you would be invited to play on the guys' version of the sport. So there was a girls' soccer team in my high school, but there was also a guys' soccer team, and I was invited to play on the guys' soccer team, and I was obsessed with soccer. And I wanted to prove I was a freshman, and I was invited to play on the guys' JV team. And I wanted to prove that I had the right to be there, that I was just as fast, just as strong, uh, just as much of an athlete as the guy teammates. And so I put all of my energy into that in high school and to showing that, it, that I was a good enough soccer player to be, in there, to be there, and I was consumed. One day after practice in school, I was just hanging out in my house, and there came a knock on the door, and it was a pastor. And this pastor happened to be an acquaintance of my brother. They had uh, met at football practice and they had been talking. And so he said he was going to come over and talk to my brother and take him out for pizza and all this. So I opened the door and the guy was just intense. Like he's just like, hi, my name is Brock. Is your brother Luke home? And I was like, hey, buddy, <laughs> like what's up? And he wanted me to get Luke. So I yelled, Luke, some dude's at the door for you. And just like with no manners, left the door hanging open and kind of like started walking away. And the guy, he says to me, hey, how old are you? And I said, I'm a freshman, 15. And he's like, you should come to church with me on Wednesday. And I cursed him out. And that might be hard for you to believe because you only know me as a pastor, but in this era, I'm 15. I'm not a pastor. I'm a regular kid. And so I cursed the pastor out. And I say, the only way that I'm going to go to church with you is if I'm unlucky enough to be dead and you're doing my funeral. Because there is no chance. He's like, you need to go to church with me this Wednesday night. So I explained to Brock, whoever he is, that I'm absolutely not going to church with him on Wednesday night because I am starting forward for the JV, the JV soccer game against our crosstown rivals, East High School versus West High School, and this was a big deal. And it was on Wednesday night at five o'clock. And so I said, there's no way. I'm not going to your stupid church or to your stupid youth group or whatever the heck it is, not happening. I'm playing soccer. And the guy, I must have smarted off quite a bit more, I don't recall, and, um, but it was probably not pretty. 
And so he looks me dead in the eye and he says, you need to come to church with me. And I said some more things and he said, I'm going to pray that you either show up in your own driveway for me to pick you up at six o'clock or you break your leg in that soccer game. And I was like, you're a jerk. And so I walked away and I thought, I'm never going to think about this guy again. But instead of that happening, I constantly thought about that guy. And when Wednesday rolled around, my whole team, we were wearing our jerseys to school, you know, like coaches like, focus on the game, come with your game face, like East High School, we gotta take them down, we cannot let them beat us like they did last year, and so I was like trying to get in like my game minds. But all I could think about was that pastor guy and how he said I was gonna break my leg in the game. I didn't know God, I didn't have a relationship with God, I didn't understand much about the Bible. I was a little superstitious, so I was freaked out. And as the day wore on, I just got this like haunting, nervous feeling in the pit of my stomach. And so after we arrived at the field for the game, I was just thinking about it. And so we're doing warm-ups, and I was off my game. We were taking shots on goal, and all my shots were wide and to the left. And so my coach called me over, and he said, Jail, come on, I'm putting a huge risk putting you in against East High School. You cannot play like a girl. Like, you gotta play. You gotta, sh you gotta make your shots on net. Like, you cannot shank to the left. And I was like, I, I don't know. He's like, what are you doing? Focus. I'm like, I can't focus. And he's like, why not? And so I, I'm like, you really wanna know? And he's like, yeah. So I tell him the story about Brock the weird pastor that showed up at my front door and how he threatened to break my leg with his prayers somehow. And this, I go to a public high school, right? My public high school soccer coach looks me dead in the eye and he says, you better go to church or I'm gonna bench you for this game. I'm not gonna let you be on the field where you're gonna break your leg. And I was like, you can't make me go to church? This is a public high school. You can't enforce a church policy. He's like, do what you want, but I am not gonna let you play today. And so I'm mad and I'm like, you gotta put me in. I'm yelling, I'm getting just super worked up. And he finally looks at me and he goes, listen, my dad's a pastor, and I've been drinking and smoking a lot of weed. And if I put you in, probably God's going to be even madder at me. So I'm not putting you in. You are going to church in case something needs to happen in your life, or you're going to ride the bench. So I'm pissed, right? So I leave the soccer field, and I walk from the school to my house. And on the way, I knock on my best friend's door, and I'm like, come on, we're going to church. And she's like, what? That's ridiculous. She's like, we have to come up with a better cover story than this. Our moms are never going to believe it. I was like, no, we are actually going to church. And so we, we walked to my house, and I'm standing in the driveway, and it's 6 o'clock in my soccer uniform, and Brock pulls up. He looks at me, and he says, cool, I knew you'd be here. I wanted to punch this guy in the face. So bad, right? But I get in the car with my brother and my best friend, and we go to this guy's church, and we're there. And what I learned that night was that I was living my life walking through this door of self. That everything was based on making myself happy. What seemed right, what seemed fun for my friends and I, winning the next soccer game or, or getting a goal at that game or whatever it was going to be. And I made decisions not based on what was morally right or true, but just based on what sounded fun or comfortable to me. And I learned that my whole life had a ton of sin in it. And I didn't know what sin really was before that, but it's a fancy church word for the wrong things that we do. And the Bible says in Romans 3, it says, for everyone has sins, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And so when we choose this door, the door of self, what we're saying is we want to do it our way. 
And ultimately, when we walk through that door of self and sin, we end up building a debt between ourselves and God. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Meaning the more I walk through this door in my life, the more sin occurs, then the more debt I owe to God. And it became apparent to me that year as a freshman in high school in my soccer jersey at some weird guy's church that I had to figure out a way to pay that debt. Now, I had always been taught that I, I would have to like do a lot of really good deeds to make up for it or like suck up to God somehow, apparently by praying people would break their leg. I don't know. But like I would have to do something to get God to deal with that debt because by being good enough or religious enough or churchy enough. But I had this haunting feeling that no matter what I did, it would never be good enough. This verse, when it says the wages of sin is death, it's not just talking about like that we'll get 80, 90 years old and then we'll just die in our sleep someday and that's it. The word death here is literally talking about eternal death, eternal separation from all that is good and all that is God. And Matthew 7 in the Bible says, the highway to hell is broad and its gates are wide and many, for many who choose that way. And I knew in that moment as I was listening to this Brock guy talk, I realized I was on a highway to hell. That if I was gut level honest with myself, that I had sin, mistakes, lies, cursing pastors apparently, and other things that were just separating me from God. And that no matter how good or religious I tried to be, I didn't know that I could fix it. And so in those moments, I learned that there is an alternative to living my life on this road and on this path. And that alternative is to walk through a different door, and that door is the door of Jesus. And Jesus tells us that we can choose that door for ourselves, and that he himself is that doorway. Revelations 3, Jesus is speaking, and he says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice, open the door. I will come in and we will share together a meal as friends. Jesus wants us to know that we can open up the door of our lives and have a real and true friendship with him. Notice that Jesus is talking about a true friendship with him. He's not saying I'm knocking on the door as a booty call, that I want to come in and just have like a one night stand with you and just hang out with you one time and then you never have to come back to church again. Jesus is saying I want, to, I want you to open the door of your heart and the door of your life so that you and I can have a relationship. So we can have a friendship, so that we can be in a relationship that lasts a lifetime and that we become truly friends. Jesus is knocking on the door so that we can be together with him in a relationship, not just a one-time church experience. And so when we open the door of our lives, what we're, what we're saying is we're making Jesus an exchange. We're saying, okay, wait a second. Right now, I owe God a weight of debt and sin because I've been living for myself. But instead of fixing that, I'm going to go on this other road. I'm going to go on a different path where Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus becomes that path. And when we do that, Jesus pays the debt that we owed for all the sins. Romans 6, it says, for the wages of sin is death. And here's the rest of that verse that I didn't read before. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So Jesus wants us to trade the mistakes and the sins that we've made for forgiveness. He wants us to trade our life for his life. And he died on the cross so that we could do that. 
That's what he's going for here. And this exchange comes in and then opens up the possibility of true and real friendship between us and God. That's why Jesus came. And most people in America have heard the story of Jesus being born on Christmas and came as a baby and lived this perfect, flawless, sinless life and everything, taught about God in heaven in powerful, mind-blowing ways, and in the end, decided to allow himself to be executed. And the reason that he allowed himself to be executed was he was allowed to be called guilty when I was the guilty one, to pay the price of my sin, not his own sin. And the Bible says that the choice belongs to us, that each one of us, I can't make it for you, Brock couldn't make it for me, each one of us has to look at our life and say, which door do I choose? Which door do I choose to open and walk through? Which path am I gonna follow? Am I gonna follow the way of self, what seems right, what seems easy, what seems comfortable, or am I gonna follow the way that Jesus says, that he's the way? that I learn about him and I try to follow him and stay on the path that he has for me. And each one of us has that choice. I can't make it for you. Your grandma can't force you into it. You have to decide. The Bible says in Joshua 24, it says, choose for yourself this day who you will serve. And I remember being 15 years old and listening to this whole truth unfold for me as a freshman in high school. And I remember thinking, I really wanna choose Jesus. I really do, because I could feel the weight of hopelessness. I could feel the weight of my own mistakes and shortcomings and lies and tricks weighing me down. And I wanted to choose Jesus. And so the pastor invited everyone in the room to close their eyes. And he said, if you wanna accept Jesus and his, what he did on the cross as payment for your sins, raise your hands and I'll pray for you and you can pray too. And that'll be the trade. You'll trade your sinful life for Jesus' perfect life and you'll give up the path of self and you'll be, I don't know, teleported, transported, but just move over to the path that Jesus has for you. And I wanted to pray it so bad. My heart was like beating in my chest and I was like, this is the right thing to do. But I was so afraid. I was like, I don't know anybody at this church. I've never even been to this church. What if these people make fun of me? What if, what if I do it wrong? And so he gave that chance and I, and I hesitated and I was afraid and I, and I didn't. I didn't pray that prayer when he offered it. I just sat there. My best friend, Susan, that I made go to church with me, she raised her hand and she prayed that prayer. And it was later that night when I was riding in the car with Brock again, that I told him I wanted to pray the prayer and then I did. And so I don't know why you're here tonight, probably for candy. Probably a friend of yours was like, come hang out with me. You could win gift cards and candy or Come to, your, come to my church with me. I don't know what they exactly told you. But whatever, whatever reason you think you came, I think a part of why you came is because God wants you to know that he loves you, that he deeply and desperately cares for you. And he wants you to know that you don't have to carry the burden of sin and shame and the weight of hopelessness anymore, but you can have all of that forgiven and all of that freed from you and you can choose to follow Jesus and enter on this path. So if you would, just take a moment and create some space for the people around you to think about spiritual things. If you would, just close your eyes, give your friends some privacy for just a second. And as you're thinking about that, if you recognize, hey, JL, um, I was like you. I am like you when you were 15 and 
I know that I need to ask Jesus to forgive me of my mistakes. I need him to take all that away and to pay the debt that I owe. And I wanna move from the path of self to the path of following Jesus. And maybe you don't know everything that means and maybe your heart's beating inside your chest and you're a little freaked out like I was. But listen, if you're here and you're hearing this and you know you need to do it, just do it. So I'm gonna invite you to do just what Brock invited me to do all those years ago and just say, with every eye closed and everybody's head lowered to give respect to those around you. If you'd say, JL, I need, I need to do that. I need to ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins. Would you just lift up your hands so that we can pray with you? Yeah. It's got so many hands happening. For the benefit of those raising their hands, let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I'm sorry for the mistakes I've made in my life. Please forgive me. Come and show me how to live, how to follow you, and be the leader of my life from here forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.